Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is Don Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat. It's off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. I'm so glad to be here on this Black Friday as we have got a jam-packed show for you. I'm going to have the athletic director and the basketball coach of the boys basketball team for St. Ampicelli, Corey Black, on the show as we are going to preview that massive semifinal playoff game in the GIAA between St. Ampicelli and Brookstone. We got a lot of high school playoff action tonight. This is not going to be my normal high school football show that I normally do on Fridays. It is going to be a jam-packed show with nothing but sports, mainly World Cup and football. But before we get right into the show, I just want to make an announcement. So I'm cutting back the show. I got to a point where I wanted to do this show five days a week. I wanted to be the exclusive local podcast in Columbus that covers Columbus sports. And I just got to a point where I was burned out. I really wanted to take a break this week, but I honored my commitments that I've already established already. And so I had a show on uh, Tuesday. It was supposed to be Monday's show, but it was aired Tuesday. Finally got it together and then I had a couple replay shows. And then now I'm here the day after Thanksgiving on a Black Friday watching Wales and Iran in the World Cup and hopefully hopefully they can get a a 0-0 draw that would be very favorable for the United States. The United States are in a huge World Cup matchup this afternoon against England. They have to at least tie to advance. I think that if they lose then they're not going to advance out of the group. And I look at like what's going on uh Oh, and just updated. Iran just scored a goal on Wales. They lead one to nothing. That might be a final because they are in the 90th minute with 10 minutes extra time. I'm going to keep an eye on that while I'm doing the show. So I'm doing the show really early Friday morning. A lot of you out there on this soggy day are uh, Black Friday shopping, and rightfully so. I mean, I've done that before in my life. All right, so I'm, I'm actually watching the World Cup, and Iran has just taken a 2 nothing lead over Wales. This is huge for Iran, and I think that now, because of the goal differential between England, this is going to make this group a lot more interesting. We had NFL football last night. We had the Egg Bowl last night. Ole Miss loses to Mississippi State. Lane Kiffin says he's staying at Ole Miss. I'm not buying it. All I've heard this entire week is nothing but Lane Kiffin rumors to Auburn. And we get ready for the Iron Bowl on Saturday. Auburn and Alabama. And it really does mean a lot because if Auburn wins, they're going to a bowl game. I believe if Auburn wins, they're going to give the job to Cadillac Williams. Auburn is 5-6. and six. 
And I know that the record is not all that great. But anytime these two teams play, you can throw out the record books because I believe this is the best rivalry in college football. Say what you want about Michigan and Ohio State. Up in the north, it is a very big rivalry. But maybe it's because I live in the south. I think that Alabama and Auburn just means more. But at this moment, Michigan and Ohio State mean a lot more. You got a team that's number two, and you got a team that's number three, and more than likely, the team that loses might not even get into the college football playoff, but they're still an outside shot that they could just based off TCU and what USC does. So we'll see about that. We do have college football action today. Starting at noon, you got two ranked teams going at it. Tulane taking on Cincinnati, followed by Baylor and Texas. You got NC State taking on North Carolina, UCLA taking on California, and then Florida taking on Florida State. Those are all the ranked games going on. Oh, we got a ton of other games. Arizona, Arizona State, Arkansas, Missouri. This is my favorite time of the year because we've got football all weekend starting on Thanksgiving. We had the Egg Bowl in the NFL. We had just an incredible game between the Buffalo Bills and the Detroit Lions. Tied at 25. The Bills with 23 seconds left to go. Josh Allen hits Stephon Diggs. Then he gets into position for the game-winning field goal, and Buffalo wins 28-25 to over the Detroit Lions, which the Lions have won three straight coming into this game. I just want to see an exciting game when the Lions play on Thanksgiving. I don't want to see a bad game. And it was a great game. And I was just excited. I was able to see the Detroit Lions game. Of course, I was flipping back and forth between the Lions and the Bills and the World Cup game between Ghana and Portugal. Now let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys taking care of business against the New York football Giants. 28-20. to the Cowboys have an easy schedule rest of the way, and I think if they beat the Philadelphia Eagles that they could overtake the Eagles in this division and get a number one seed when it comes playoff time. Because remember, they got the tiebreaker against the Vikings. That's going to be huge. The Dallas Cowboys look like a Super Bowl team. Their offense is starting to click. Even though Dak Prescott threw two picks in that game, the Giants had no offensive line. They had none. And the Giants are now 7-4. and four. They're in danger of missing out on the playoffs. Even though there are some teams underneath them, the Giants are still in good position to make the playoffs. Well, the Minnesota Vikings, they get a victory over the New England Patriots on Sunday night. And they get it with their defense. 33-26, to and with the Patriots with a chance to tie, the Vikings were able to shut them down. And they win the game. They're 9-2 and two on the year. And the New England Patriots fall to 6-5. and five. Still in the playoff chase. You got a lot of teams right behind them, including the Chargers. The Bengals jump in front of them. The Jets, which the Patriots have beaten twice. And the Jets have a 6-4 and four record. So think about that one. The Egg Bowl last night, there, there was a lot of controversy. A lot of bad calls. Lane Kiffin loses another Egg Bowl. And the Ole Miss... Eight and four. What has happened to Ole Miss? Do you think that Lane Kiffin, the rumors of taking the Auburn job, has been a distraction? Ole Miss has lost three straight games. They're going to fall out of the top 25 rankings. Mississippi State, eight and four. They defeat Ole Miss 24 
to 22. And this game was being played in Oxford. Ole Miss had a 16 to 7 lead, and Lane Kiffin could not hold on. He had 17 unanswered points by the Mississippi State Bulldogs, and you had Will Rogers looking pretty good out there, and it's just going to give them a better bowl game. I just cannot believe that Ole Miss lost three straight. And now the rumors for Lane Kiffin to go to Auburn, they are going to be in fruition, and I honestly think so. I think that he is going to take the Auburn job. I know that he told the Ole Miss fan base that he is going to stay, but I highly doubt that's going to happen. I think that Auburn is where he needs to be with NIL, with recruiting, with the fan base, and with the boosters. Lane Kiffin has the perfect ingredients to win right away at the University of Auburn and to compete with Alabama and compete in the SEC West. Lane Kiffin's legacy. Say what you want. I mean, he was the type of coach that got jobs very early in his career. At age 31, he took the Raiders' head coach job. He actually got the head coaching job at Tennessee very early, but he had immediate success and then left for his dream job, USC, which he didn't do all so well. He had to be humbled. He had to go back and be an offensive coordinator for Alabama and one of the greatest coaching staffs of all time. And then Lane Kiffin went to Florida Atlantic and now at Ole Miss. So the next step is to go coach at Auburn and try to win a national championship. That's what Lane Kiffin's legacy is. Great play caller, great recruiter, just does not get quite over the hump, especially since Ole Miss have lost three straight. But the expectations of Ole Miss is about eight wins anyway. All right, I'm going to go through all the games this weekend in college football, starting with clean, old-fashioned hate. Georgia Tech, just give the job to Brent Key already. Five and six if they beat Georgia, which Georgia's favored by 35 points. Georgia Tech's going to a bowl game. But there is a possible chance that Georgia Tech could still make it to a bowl game and not go 6-6. Six and six. If there's not enough bowl-eligible teams, they give it to the school with the best academics. So being an academic school pays off for Georgia Tech. Oh, but this is going to be a game where I think Georgia wins. They're playing at home. I know that in the last 20 years, Georgia Tech has beaten Georgia twice in Athens. So it, it has happened. I'm not sure. Right here, I think that Georgia, even if they have a slip-up, I think that they're just too strong on defense, and Georgia Tech's not going to be able to move the ball on Georgia. That's a noon kickoff. Another game that's a noon kickoff on Fox. Michigan and Ohio State. Ohio State's favored by eight. I think this is going to be close. I think that Ohio State wins, but it's going to be one of those games where it's going to be a coming-out party for Blake Corum. I think that Ohio State is not going to be able to stop them. Michigan is going to be able to run the football, and they're going to eat clock. They're going to keep the Ohio State offense on the sideline. But C.J. Stroud is going to pull off some heroics, and Ohio State's going to win this game. I mean, they're playing at home. they got the home field advantage. Let's see what the weather is going to be like, but we'll see. South Carolina and Clemson. South Carolina, they are just confident right now after – beating Tennessee, putting up 63 points on the Tennessee Volunteers. they got to play Clemson in Death Valley. Different story. 
and I think Clemson wins. And Clemson does have an outside shot at getting into the college football playoff. But the committee does not like them. The new college football rankings had them ranked below LSU and Alabama. Louisville and Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky's just really having a tough season. Auburn, Alabama, the Iron Bowl. Probably in my lifetime, it's considered the Super Bowl in the state of Alabama. And I call high school football games in Alabama. I know how big Alabama and Auburn is. And in the South, it doesn't get any better. It doesn't get any bigger than the Iron Bowl. I mean, they made an ESPN 30 for 30, and they could easily make a sequel to that ESPN 30 for 30. Look at everything that has happened after that documentary came out in 2011. The Kick 6. You have Auburn and Alabama going back and forth, and you have some amazing games, and Auburn beating Alabama in the regular season, and then Alabama winning the national championship. It is just incredible. I just love the top 25 matchups. A lot of the great games are in the afternoon, but you have Notre Dame and USC. That's going to be a huge game. Notre Dame, which got the big upset against Clemson, can they ride that momentum? I think that they're not an 8-3 and team. Those two losses to Marshall and Stanford, that does not defy Notre Dame. USC doesn't really have a great defense, but Notre Dame is known for their defense. The game is in USC, and the Trojans are only favored by five and a half. Incredible. Tennessee and Vanderbilt. I think that Tennessee is very vulnerable right now. I know they're not going to have Hendon Hooker, but are they vulnerable? Can Vanderbilt beat them? This game is a home game, although there's going to be a lot of Tennessee Volunteers fans there. Vanderbilt, if they win, they can go to a bowl game, and they got a lot of confidence after being Florida last week. This is just an incredible story for Clark Leah and the Vanderbilt Commodores. All I got to say is anchor down. I know I like Tennessee as well. But anchor down. I think Vanderbilt could win this game, and they could go to a bowl game. Yes, another one of my Friday hot sports takes. Kansas and Kansas State. Kansas State, all they know is they got to win to get into the Big 12 championship. Otherwise, Texas could be on the outside with a chance to make it to the Big 12 championship. And then Washington, Washington State, the Apple Cup. 10.30 at night. I'm not staying up that late to watch that game. This is just really the greatest time in sports because I love football. As much as I love football, I also love the World Cup. I was watching World Cup games yesterday, and luckily because they're in Qatar, the games are starting at 5 in the morning, and the last game of the day ends at around 4 p.m., just in time for the Cowboys. So we were watching Portugal and Ghana and Brazil and Serbia. You know, I got a family member who is a soccer fan. We were down in the basement watching World Cup. We had some members of my family watching the Lions game. I was actually going back and forth. I don't think that the World Cup being on at the same time as football in this country is going to affect the ratings because the soccer fans are going to watch regardless. I mean, while I'm doing this podcast, I've sat here and I watched Iran beat Wales 2 nothing. And then later on today, probably going to start in about 20 minutes, you got Qatar taking on Senegal, and then you have the Netherlands taking on Ecuador, and then get ready at 2 p.m., the United States taking on England. And a lot of soccer fans think that England is going to win because they have just a better team. Harry Kane could be one of the best soccer players in the world 
And I know that you're disappointed that the United States tied Wales. I mean, they should have won. This is a very young team. I think the Timothy Weah goal just gave everybody just just electricity and intensity. And, and we get excited when the United States scores goals. They don't score many goals. I'm just going to be honest with you. I've seen goals by Landon Donovan. I've seen goals by Clint Dempsey. I've seen the United States struggle against Ghana. I mean, it can be frustrating. The United States should get the draw. I think that if they don't get the draw, they are not advancing out of the group. But Iran beating Wales really shakes things up. Now the United States has to beat Iran. But this is going to be very weird, and I'm really interested to see how England and Wales play. But Iran, they win over Wales 2 to nothing. That should make me nervous if I'm a United States fan. I'm rooting for other teams in this World Cup. I'm liking what Mexico and Canada are doing in this World Cup. Now, Canada did lose to Belgium 1-0, and Mexico tied Poland, although their goalkeeper saved a penalty kick, which was incredible. This World Cup has been nothing but upsets. You've had Argentina getting upset by Saudi Arabia. You've had Germany getting upsetted by Japan. And remember, Germany last World Cup in 2014 didn't even get out of the group. They play Spain on Sunday, and that is must-watch TV. I can't wait for that, especially after Spain trouncing Costa Rica 7-0. I think that bottom part of the World Cup, Costa Rica is just one of those teams. Costa Rica is the Panama of 2018. You remember when Panama showed up to the World Cup in 2018? Yeah, they didn't fare so well. All right, so normally I do my high school football shows on Friday because we're in the playoffs where some teams are having their state championships and some are having their semifinals. It's going to be a very condensed show, but this is going to be that part of the show where I talk about high school playoffs for Alabama and Georgia. We're going to start in Alabama because the Auburn Tigers, they did it. They were able to beat the Central Red Devils last week, 14-13. to Clyde Pittman leading the offense down to get the score. And as powerful as Central has been this year, I mean, they had some slip-ups. They lost to IMG Academy. They lost to Opelika. But beating Auburn in the regular season, 38-17, to it was a statement win. And Auburn made the adjustments, and they got the victory. And now the Auburn Tigers are playing in the state title game against the Thompson Warriors at Jordan-Hare Stadium. It's practically going to be a home game for the Auburn Tigers and Coach Etheridge. But the Auburn Tigers are back in the state title game for the first time since 2020. And the Thompson Warriors, they're the three-time state champion. They started 0-2, but they played two very great teams, Buford and David Lipscomb. And then they also lost to Hoover. Now that's a team that Auburn beat. But Auburn's going to have the home field advantage. I'm really looking forward to this matchup. We do have some 6A semifinal games that are playing tonight. But the Sarah Land Spartans out of Sarah Land, Alabama. A lot of people don't know where Sarah Land, Alabama is. It's just outside of Mobile. They're taking on the undefeated Theodore Bobcats. Theodore, unscathed, going throughout the entire season. They defeated Hueytown. They defeated St. Paul's Episcopal, and now they're taking on Sarah Land. The other matchup in the semifinals for 6A is Mountain Brook taking on Muscle Shoals. 
All right, the semifinal games for 5A include Faith Academy taking on Charles Henderson out of Troy, Alabama, and then Pleasant Grove taking on Ramsey, 5A school out of Birmingham. Down in 4A, the Hanley Tigers season came to an end last week after losing to Montgomery Catholic on the road 21-14. And now the semifinal games are set in 4A. Montgomery Catholic is taking on Andudalaja, and then Oneta is taking on Cherokee County. Over in 3A, you have St. James taking on Mobile Christian, and you have Slovenia taking on Piedmont. Over in 2A, the Realtown Rebels season came to an end last week when they lost to Comer by a score of 28-22. to And so the Realtown Rebels season is over, but here are the semifinal games for 2A. Comer advances, and they are taking on Highland Home, the team that Realtown beat, but Highland Home has been my dark horse to win the state championship for 2A. And then over on the other side of the bracket, you have Fife taking on Pisgah. And finally, you have the state semifinal games for 1A as Leroy is taking on Millery. And then on the other side of the bracket, you have Pickens County taking on Coosa Christian. The AISA championships were already wrapped up. Congratulations to the Lee Scott Academy Warriors for winning the AISA state title last week when they defeated Glenwood 35-21. to Now let's go over to the other side of the river into Georgia. And we are going to start, I, I like what I like to do with Georgia, I like to start with 7A. You know, I had Matt Stewart on earlier in the, the month previewing these high school playoffs. And we have got quarterfinal matchups in 7A for the state of Georgia. Let's start with the two number one seeds, North Gwinnett taking on Colquitt County, and then followed by Walton taking on Carrollton. That is actually going to be the high school game of the week for the Georgia Public Broadcasting Network. Matt Stewart is going to be on the call. Carrollton still unscathed, still undefeated, and then Westlake taking on Mill Creek. Then you have Grayson taking on Milton. You're probably wondering, where's Buford? Buford was a team that was supposed to win the state title for 7A. Well, they got upset in the second round by Walton, 42-35 to last week. It's incredible. Anything can happen in high school football, and Buford is taken down in the second round. There are just a lot of great teams in 7A. There's also a lot of great teams in 6A. And when I think about teams in 6A, I think of Langston Hughes. I think that Langston Hughes is going to win the state title for 6A. They look incredible. And so far, still undefeated on the year. After getting the big win over North Forsyth last week, 77-16, they are taking on Woodward Academy tonight in the 6A playoffs. And I'm telling you, this is incredible. We've got quarterfinal matchups in the 6A playoffs with Roswell taking on Thomas County Central. You have Gainesville taking on Houston County. Houston County coming out of nowhere, a fourth seed that are in the quarterfinals. You have Marist taking on Rome. And Woodward Academy, Lacey Hughes is going to be taking on the winner of that Marist-Rome game. 
Now let's go over to 5A, where last week Corey and I witnessed the two-time defending state champions, the Warner Robins Demons, defeat the Northside Patriots at Kennett Stadium 38-7. And the Warner Robins Demons showed that you never want to underestimate the heart of a champion because they played championship football. They were not the team that had the 7-4 and record in the season. They are taking on Creekside later today. But looking at the brackets in the quarterfinals for 5A, you have Calhoun taking on Ware County. Mays is taking on Dutchtown. Dutchtown did defeat Northgate last week. You have Coffee taking on Cartersville. So the winner of that Warner Robins Creekside game is going to take on the winner of Coffee and Cartersville. Man, we're just getting started. This is quarterfinal games. I can't believe we got two more weeks of high school football in the state of Georgia. This is incredible. Now let's go to 4A where I'm telling you, the Troop County Tigers, they look like a team that could win the state title for 4A. They are playing incredible football as we are in the quarterfinals. But because of the coin flip, they have to take on Holy Innocence Episcopal on the road. They were both number one seeds. Holy Innocence Episcopal had a 9-3 record. But because of the coin flip, Troop County is going to have to face them on the road up in Sandy Springs in Atlanta. Some of the other games in the quarterfinals for 4A. Cedartown is taking on Bainbridge. North Oconee taking on Wayne County. The defending 4A state champions Benedictine is taking on Stockbridge. And Troop County Holy Innocence Episcopal, the winner of that game, will take on the winner of Benedictine and Stockbridge. Troop County looking incredible, trying to advance to the semifinals for the first time since 2018. Now we're going to go over to 3A because really the story has been the Carver Tigers. They do it at home. They do it on the road. They got a huge win over the number one seed Harlem last week. And guess what? They're back at home again because they were able to get the road victory. Oconia County is the three seed. So now Carver tonight is going to be at Otis Spencer Stadium taking on Oconee County. And you can listen to this game on 95.7 ESPN Radio. And uh, Carlos Williams is going to be on, on the call. So you have here's some of the games. You have Carver of Atlanta taking on Thomasville. Remember, Thomasville defeated Carver 15-14 to to win that region and get the number one seed. Sandy Creek is taking on Savannah Christian. And then you have, on the other side of the bracket, Carver taking on Oconee County. The winner of that game will take on the winner of Calvary Day and Cedar Grove. Both number one seeds. So you know Carver is going to be on the road next week if they can advance and defeat Oconee County at Otis Spencer Stadium tonight. Now let's go over to 2A because tonight at Callaway Stadium, the Callaway Cavaliers they are continuing their dominance. Head coach Pete Wiggins has got them to a quarterfinal matchup once again. They went to the Final Four last year. They won the state championship two years ago. I can't believe this team started 0-3. They're taking on Appling County tonight at Callaway Stadium. Looking at the brackets for 2A, the quarterfinals, Rockmart is taking on the defending state champions, Fitzgerald. 
and then Fellowship Christian taking on Pierce County. So Callaway-Appling County, if they win, they will take on the winner of Thompson and South Atlanta, and Callaway won the coin toss, which means if they beat Appling County tonight, they will host another game in the semifinals next week at Callaway Stadium. Now let's go over to single A Division II where Schley County is taking on Wilcox County tonight in Ellaville. You know, Schley County, they started one and two. Ten and two, great record. They are doing it all in the corner finals. And they will take on the winner of Clinch County and Johnson County. Over on the other side of the bracket, Bowden taking on Early County and Lincoln County taking on Dooley County. So in the second round, Bowden was able to beat Manchester 42-21. And the Manchester Blue Devil season comes to an end. Heard County season came to an end last week against Irwin County. They lose 55 to nothing in Single A Division 1. Here are the quarterfinal matchups for Single A Division 1. Mount Pisgah Christian taking on Irwin County. Rabin County is taking on Swainsboro. Metter taking on Prince Avenue Christian. And Blakely County taking on St. Francis. And now the moment you've been waiting for. If I continued picking my high school games of the week, this would be head and shoulders above every other game. Because it's not every day that you get to face your longtime rival in the playoffs. Witness this as a San Francisco Giants fan, seeing them play the Dodgers in the NLDS. The 49ers play the Cowboys all the time. Tonight, at Dimel Field, in the semifinals of the GIAA playoffs, the St. Ampicelli Vikings are taking on the Brookstone Cougars once again. And it is not the battle for the Brucelli jug. It is going to be for the rights to make it to the state championship game in Macon as St. Ampicelli trying to make their first state championship in school history. This is going to be a very big game, and that is why I have athletic director and head basketball coach Corey Black on the show to talk up this St. Ampicelli-Brookstone game. St. Ampicelli, Last week, defeating Bethlehem Christian 62 to nothing. Yes, saw that score right. And Brookstone just got by First Presbyterian Day. So now the matchup is set. St. Ampicelli and Brookstone for the right to go to the championship game in the GIAA in Macon, Georgia. And you got another matchup on the other side of the bracket. Stratford Academy is taking on Tattnall Square Academy. It doesn't get any bigger than this. Dave Plata and Rex Castillo will have the call on Viking Radio Network. You should have a lot of people out there at Dimel Field. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be out there. I'm actually up in the Atlanta area with family for Thanksgiving. But with that being said, I think it's about that time to bring on my next guest. He's been on the show before. He is athletic director and basketball coach of the boys varsity basketball team for the St. Ampicelli Vikings. We'll be right back with head coach Corey Black. We are back on the show and on the show today I have the athletic director and the head basketball coach of St. Ampicelli, Corey Black. Coach, happy Thanksgiving and welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving 
to you, Richard, and thank you for all that you do for sports in this area. Well, it is a great time to be a Viking. First of all, I mean, the state championships, won a cross-country state title. The girls' flag football team wins a state title. And now you have one of the biggest playoff games that we can remember. I mean, they're, they're dubbing it the Battle for the Bruccelli Jug Part 2, but you've said it's not about the jug. It's about getting to Macon. You take on the, your longtime rival, Brookstone, in the semifinal game at Dimel Field. How big is this game tonight as, uh, you know, you got the biggest rivalry, pretty much the biggest playoff game in the history of Viking football? Yeah, it's, uh, it's exciting. Um, you got a chance to to make history. You have a chance to play for the first state championship in football in school history. So uh, it's, it's pretty exciting and a great opportunity for our school and team and coaches and every one of our Viking supporters out there. So it's a, it's a huge night. Want to talk about one of your players, Jalen Turner, the running back. He rushed for over 1,000 yards. But really, the, it's been a team effort. The team has looked great all year and has really dominated a, a lot of the opponents that you faced. You had the one – game against Tattnall Square, but I mean that game could have easily been a win. And then we get to the rivalry against Brookstone. Had a big lead, but Brookstone came back in that game. I mean, what is the preparation? I know you talking to head coach Dwight Jones, like what is he preparing his team for uh, facing Brookstone? Uh you know, just stay humble and, you know, not get caught up in the hype of of the game and just play Viking football and do all the small things right and um, just be mentally prepared to go in there and play the tail off for the four quarters. And with a win tonight, it, St. Apicelli will, will reach the state championship in Macon and they have an opportunity to win a state title in the GIAA. Coach, what has that transition been going from the GHSAA private single A to the GIAA? Uh, you know, it's been pretty a pretty smooth transition so far. You know, it's a level playing field now. Um, you actually get to compete against schools of, of your level, your enrollment size. So it's it's been really good for us. Our school has had some success here early on with the transition. So it it's been really good for us. Now I wanna talk about the the battle for the Bruccelli jug with uh, Brookstone. I mean, that doesn't really, like, do you, like, if you're able to beat Brookstone, does does that count as, you know, putting a putting a score on the Bruccelli jug? No, we won't, we won't, we won't even bring the jug out tonight uh, it's, it's because it has nothing to do with the jug. That's for the regular season. Oh, yeah. So uh, we, we won't even bring it out. We won't even put a score on it. It's, it's, it's so much bigger tonight. You know, for both programs, you know, it's, it's not about the jugs. It's it's about who can go represent the whole city of Columbus in Macon and um, have a chance to win a state championship. Absolutely. This is one of the biggest playoff games in years. It's going to be at Dimel Field. And I expect to see a lot of uh, Viking faithful out there. And really, the, the city of Columbus, I mean, this is the biggest playoff game this week that – I've 
I've re- I've witnessed in a very long time. Uh, Brookstone's a very tough team. I mean, they have a very talented wide receiver, Walter Blanchard. I mean, what is it going to take to stop a guy like like Blanchard who really got going in that Pacelli game? Yeah, we're going to have to, you know, keep our eyes on him. He's a really talented player, really talented, one of the best in the state. Uh, he's a good player. You're going to have to, you know, all you can do is try to slow him down. You're not going to be able to stop him. Just got to try to keep him contained and, and hopefully don't have any big plays on you that could hurt you. All right, Coach, let's go ahead and transition to Viking basketball because the opener is December the 3rd against First Presbyterian Day. And I had the privilege to have your new play-by-play announcer, Thrift Berenger, on the show. He's excited about being the voice of Pacelli basketball. And with you being the head basketball coach, I mean, you have a lot of success that, that you have faced with St. Ampicelli and their basketball team. But uh, what does that mean just to make that transition from football to go to basketball and, and pack that gymnasium in, in, in their first home game on December the 3rd? Well, hopefully we'll be coming off a state championship win and um, it'll be easy to pack it on December 3rd. Uh, we always have a good crowd in the land. People, you know, really get up for basketball and with the success that football they had, we just hopefully we just keep the momentum going into basketball season, and we have a really good season. And do you have any uh, players that are on the football team that are going to make that transition to basketball? Yeah, we have about six out there. We have Cam Ellis, um, that's out there. John Thornton's out there. T.J. Smith, Deuce Moore's out there. A.Z. Justice is out there. Christian Brown is out there. So we got about six kids that's on the football team. And one thing about high school basketball I noticed is that you're not afraid to play anybody. I mean, I saw last year St. Ampicelli was taking on Russell County. They were taking on teams from, from 6A in Alabama, 4A in Georgia. And so basketball is a little bit different in according, like, with the GIAA. But, like, being in the GIAA, how has that given you the opportunity to, to schedule certain teams? Well, you know, we, like you said, we're not afraid to play anybody. I think, you know, the tougher opponents you have in your regular season, the more prepared you'll be in the postseason. So our schedule, we, we bumped it up even more this year. You know, we after the FPD, we, we play Westlake, 7A Westlake, and they'll be good. And we, we play Morrow, American Sumter. In the Atlanta Classic, we go back up there to Atlanta for two games. I, I just think the competition in Atlanta is so good. You have to you have to play those guys. I think we got Central Gwinnett seven A on the schedule. Kings Ridge, they're ranked number one in the state. Played for the state championship. That's who knocked us out last year. So we got a rematch with them. So I just think you know playing tough people get you prepared for the postseason to have you ready for anything when it comes to the state tournament. And, Coach, before I let you go, I got to say it is a team effort with the success of your athletic programs and also the success of your broadcast teams. I really enjoy getting on uh, the St. Apicelli website and listening to Dave Plata and Rex Castillo call your football games. I cannot wait to hear Thrift Berenger call the basketball games. And then you have Jeremy Hayes at work in production. You know, a lot of broadcasting talent in Columbus that, that's really helping out and, and being a part of this Viking tradition. Oh man, we've been blessed to 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 get people to come back and that that has a passion for sports and wants to give back to Pacelli and, and and just make us 
look good because those guys are the ones that making us look good because they're those are talented guys and um we, we we've been blessed to have them over coach it really has been a privilege just having you on the show and just wanted to wish you and your family a happy thanksgiving good luck tonight against brookstone thank you so much happy thanksgiving to you and your family richard and have a great one and we appreciate you all right that was the athletic director and the, the boys head basketball coach of St. Ambicelli, Corey Black. I've had him on the show before. Always a great guest. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to another show. Uh, on, on behalf of me and, and the staff here, I wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving and uh, good luck to all the teams out there that are playing in the playoff games this weekend. Have a great day, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.